Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Blacksmith's Furnace with me, Robert. Man like Mo out here. No, Peter. Pagan. After he was, oh, Robert and Moses, they weren't here last week. Blah, 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 blah. No, he's not here because he's a <laughs> pagan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, um, I'll firstly shout out to Vincent and Nancy who were the guests of last episode. Yeah, yeah. Really good episode. Um, I don't know if our mixtape is still coming out. <laughs> it should do. We need to hook up and get that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So, I haven't seen you in like three, four weeks. Three, four weeks. Yeah. Where have you been? Been about. I've been about. Um, just work. Me and Mrs. had a little vacation together. Where'd um, you go? Barbados. So and yeah. you bring back a babes. <laughs> they were a snake, that's why. <laughs> snake. Mine went, to, mine went to Barbados, the home of Rihanna. <laughs> I didn't bring her back. I ran the my own. The Bayesians I'm really proud of about uh, Rihanna. Mm. Like we went on a tour and they proper took us to where she used to live. The road has been, re- I, be- I believe it's been renamed Rihanna Drive. Jeez. And like <laughs> at the end of the road, there's a plaque with Rihanna's face and like just a little mention of her. And then on the floor, they've um, drawn like bottle caps with all of her hit songs. Okay. And I'm like, rah, like pride and joy. I can imagine. Ain't they bring back a Rihanna? Snake. Snake. Anyways, so I think you're in the hot seat this week. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, um, question for today. So, if God created Judas for the purposes of betraying Jesus, mm-hmm. and and Judas did just did what he was created to do, should you should, should Judas be allowed to go to heaven? No. Why not? Because even though Jesus, Judas did what he was created to do. It wasn't imposed on him. He still had a choice to do it. It doesn't negate his free will. He chose to betray Jesus. Because that, but, but that's his purpose in life. But he, <laughs> that's his God-given purpose. But even, it's, it's almost like saying, um, so you see Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. at the beginning when Bell's dad is driving, riding Felipe taking his prized possession, his invention to that thing, um, to the convention hall or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they're going down the road. They get lost. And Felipe is trying to go down. The the Felipe, who's the horse, he's trying to go down the path that looks all right. But the the Bell's dad is like, no, let's go down this road because it's a shortcut. And he forces Felipe to go down the scary road, which is the he believes is a shortcut. And when they get lost, the man then blames Felipe, saying, why did you take us down this road? The, diff- the reason I bring that up is that the animal was like, the man's will was imposed on the animal. And when things went sour, the man blamed the animal. But in this situation, the will wasn't imposed on Judas. He chose it. That was the path that he chose. And so he needs to have, he needs to own the consequences of his decisions. Now, it's when it comes to the sovereignty of God, I believe that it is such that it doesn't negate the free will that we have. And now our, our will isn't necessarily, isn't free in the sense of we can't choose to do whatever we want to do. Mm. So there are limitations to our free will. And within the limitations or the confines of Judas's free will, he still decided to sell out Jesus. Like, that was something that he decided to do. Even if there was, like, satanic influence or whatever divine appointment, he decided to do it. If there was repentance at the end of it, then I would say yes, like, to heaven. So, like, Peter denied Jesus three times and repented and was restored back to his place and he was like one of the leaders of the church so his repentance his conviction led him to repentance but in Judas we see condemnation where he didn't he he knew that he betrayed an innocent person but that betrayal that recognition of the betrayal didn't lead him to to confessing and believing it just led him to condemning himself and hanging himself but then 
can you argue that Peter only confessed because P- because Jesus came back to him? So 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 if if, if Jesus had come back to Jesus, do you, do you not think that he would have? So the re- I believe the reason that um, Peter came back isn't necessarily because Jesus came back to him, but that he never doubted who Jesus was. So when he denied Jesus, it was from self-preservation. But when Jesus looked at him, when the um, rooster crowed, he was stricken as in, I've just betrayed the Christ. He went out, he cried, and Jesus restored him. But Jesus was stricken as well, wasn't he? Judas was stricken, but he was like, I've, I've betrayed innocent blood. And so it's like, Jesus as the Messiah or as the Christ. I don't believe that for Judas, Jesus was equated to the Messiah. I don't think he had that personal conviction. Because he saw, he's, even though he knew that he had done something wrong, he just saw it as he had betrayed innocent blood. So yeah. Um, okay. I believe that's the difference. G, um, Peter was convicted of G- Jesus. Peter knew or was convinced of, or was assured of Christ's, um, Jesus's Christship. He is the Christ. Mm-hmm. And Jesus was like, man didn't reveal this to you, but God revealed it to you. And in saying that, I believe that there's the recognition that even with Peter saying that, that aff- um, acclamation or that whatever statement isn't going to convert the rest of the group. It has to be God that does it in your heart. And so even if Judas heard that, which I believe he did, it wouldn't be a conviction. He wouldn't be gripped by, oh, yeah, no, he's the Messiah that we've been looking for. He's the Christ. Okay. And so, yeah, I believe he's sizzling. (laughs) (laughs) I believe he's sizzling. I could be wrong. I could go into heaven and see him there, and I'd be like, what are you doing? (laughs) Pagan. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I, I believe he's in hell. Um, simply because his his remorse was condemnation and he didn't turn back to Jesus but he sought his own salvation. Do you think he's in a worse hell than anyone else? No. Um, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure what I feel or how I regard um, the levels of hell. Um, I know that like yeah Jesus does mention um, when God comes back the people there will be punished worse than Sodom and Gomorrah and stuff like that Um, but I'm not quite sure how that equates to hell and I know that people have like tried to define different levels of hell Um, I've heard one person say like the deepest level of hell is not even a fire it's ice Mm. I'm just like well the Bible doesn't say that so I can't really take Mm. your word for it that sounds like Dante's Inferno so um, and obviously with Paul saying talking about the third heavens um, when he was talking about someone's vision and so people are trying to use that as like means of saying there's levels to this Um, but I don't I don't quite know and I am almost of the mindset of if we need to know God will show us Mm. but God has shown us what is sufficient for us to to know and God has given us all we need to live a godly life and so it's like anything beyond that will be speculation and it doesn't really shape what we need to do now. And so I'm not that concerned about it. Um, which some people may disagree, some people may agree, even neither here nor there. But yeah, I believe that when it comes to Judas, his remorse wasn't conviction, was condemnation. Um, and he didn't see a salvation in Jesus. So even though it was God's w- God's will, it doesn't take away our responsibility. So in Acts 2, when I believe it was Acts 2, when Peter was speaking to the Jews about the Russian wind that they had heard, he actually said, everything that God had ordained that you guys did by your hands. Mm. And also it was very much acknowledging God's hand in terms of like stating everything that was going to happen but still not um, removing the guilt and the blame from them for, for doing it. 
Um, and it's interesting coming from Peter, who denied him three times. So, yeah, I, I hold, I hold to that. I could be wrong. Um, if like any of the listeners has something different, please do share. I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to like take your different positions in, into consideration. I feel like there was a verse somewhere that talks about um, God feeling sorry for Judas because he knew that he, that he would betray Christ. I can't remember where it is. I could be lying. I mean, I, I feel like that there's um, there's a verse there somewhere. Do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. Alright. <laughs> okay. I'll find it and then I'll insert it somewhere. Anyway, so let's get on to today's topic. And it's Mothering Sunday. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yay. Yeah, so obviously. Mothering Sunday. All the mothers get all the flowers and thing. Mm-hmm. Did they give out flowers in your church today? Yeah, they did. What kind of flowers did they give out? I don't know. I never really Was it daffodils? I think so. The yellow ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yes, yeah, so I think like daffodils have become like synonymous with like Mother's mm. Day now. What do you think the fla- the, the father flower should be? <laughs> I was thinking about this today actually, because <laughs> they give out a bunch of daffodils, and I was just like, oh, what would they actually give out to fathers? Like what? I don't know. I don't know. I I don't really pay much attention to flowers like that, so I don't know. What if, uh, yeah, I don't know. How about yourself? I think <laughs> I speak like an oak tree. <laughs> an oak tree. Yeah. Man said Father's Day. Here's a tree. Yeah. I think. I think. Yeah. I can't think of a flower that a man would want. But guys definitely want a tree. Like want to like put and put in their backyard and thing. Do oak trees? This might be a dumb question. Oh, yes, they do. They come from the egg ones. Mm-hmm. I would say give acorns rather than a tree. Nah, because the acorn will take like 10 million years to grow into a tree. It's symbolic. Nah, nah. If, if, if they just get the flowers now. <laughs> <laughs> but the that's tree. the thing. Acorn, oak trees take years to grow. So you, you, you mean like mass deforestation on Father's Day? Or like at least like a tree limb. Where am I going to plant that? In the you've got a garden. Just like put put your garden every year. Then the rest you have like an orchard Dude, or a forest. I live in London. That that garden ain't gonna contain an orchard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so think about Mother's Day today. Um, I'm not. I'm thinking a bit about semantics mm. when it comes to Mother's Day. Firstly, I feel like Mother's Day is an evil but a necessary evil. Mm. Um, I, I think it falls in line with stuff like Valentine's Day and stuff where there shouldn't be just one day where people feel like they need to go hard for mm-hmm. whoever's being celebrated. So like Mother's Day, Father's Day, Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, again, I think it's necessary because if, if if these days weren't here, then most people wouldn't make their foot yeah. <laughs> for, yeah. the, for the special ones. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so um, so so in church, I don't know if they do this in your church, but they'll give flowers to old women, not just to mothers. Mm. And I was thinking about that. Do you feel like is is it's right to do that, or do you think that it's specifically for mothers? I think because I know that on Father's Day they give, not in my church, but um, <laughs> my church don't give nothing on Father's Day. Um, don't even mention it. It's mud. Um, it vexes me it really vexes me it's just like yeah Um, yeah I know that in other churches they give gifts to every man because they see as you have the potential to be a father and also even if you're not a like natural father you might be a spiritual father to someone and so they add that connotation to it where it's just like you fathered I hate when they do that you might father (laughs) someone spiritually or like nurture or disciple or whatever Um, and I'm I'm also like if someone is struggling to give birth and you give them a Mother's Day thing like the flowers and stuff how would that sit with them 
will that be a reminder of their barrenness or will that be like a sign of hope mm. i guess it's it's, it's 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 like where they are yeah it'll be where they are and it will depend on them and like how their dispositions are and stuff but it's almost like your gesture of kindness or respect might just remind the person that you can't have kids mm. and it's, uh, so and so like if the person is not a mum I'm I'm a bit like wow, will you? But again, it's me just thinking about this from a perspective of like different people, different places, different scenarios, different backgrounds. Um, but at the same time, even if you can't have kids, still acknowledging you as a mother might bring some sort of comfort. Um, okay, so I was I was talking with with a friend about this 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 yeah. um, this morning, and so like she's like an she's like an like an uh, an older sister mm-hmm. and she's got like a brother who's like I mean, 15 years younger than she is okay so um i was asking her oh so where do you think that you go over the line from being a sister to being someone who mothers your mm. your brother mm-hmm. and she was talking about how it's about the way you go about doing the things for her brother mm-hmm. in that um it's one thing if it's like your mom told you, I'll oh, make sure that your brother has something to eat. Mm. But then, like, if you put like proper time and care into mm. um, the food that he does, like, like take take, take like proper interest with like his mm-hmm. homework and stuff, then that's when it it's, it you go over that the threshold of mm. going from a sister to mother. Mm-hmm. And I thought it's interesting. I don't think I I, I agreed. Yeah, I don't think I agree. <laughs> She, she might be speaking from experience yeah, and I can't disagree with her experience but I disagree with the notion um, but yeah you're saying yeah yeah yes, yes, I, yeah. yes. Cause I, see, I almost see it as obviously like that mothering is almost synonymous with nurturing and so from what she's saying if you're actually investing in time to nurture this particular person or this particular sibling then you can almost see it as a mother in this person or a father in this person um, but at the same time, I believe that to a certain degree, older siblings nurture things in younger siblings mm. and younger yeah. siblings might nurture something in, in an older sibling. <laughs> it might be frustration, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> there's still like an, within the family unit, there's still like a nurturing bond that goes in now in the ideal family unit with a mother and a father, the mother and the father take on main responsibility of nurturing everybody else and everybody else just d- does it in by, by proxy. So it's just like, by virtue of you being beside me, you're being nurtured by whatever. So like, you might be very good at um, keeping your room tidy. Your brother might not be. And so in you being the person who's always tidying up and like, hammering at your brother that yo like i'm always tidying up the room you need to put your socks in the right place you're nurturing that like ability to be able to take care of himself Mm. um without your parents having to come in and do that job yeah but i wouldn't say that as fathering him i'll just say by virtue of your characteristics and stuff you're nurturing different things within different within each other now i still say that ideal situation mother and father takes has main responsibility for nurturing the children and i be, i i would say it would be unfair for a parent to leave mothering to their children so even if the gap is 15 years and you are actually like nurturing to a point of like i'm carrying you as my own i feel like your parents should say yo stop mm. like be a child enjoy your childhood this isn't your responsibility let me mother mother you or father you and do the same for your younger sibling like be there do whatever you can but yeah like just enjoy your childhood mm. yeah okay being a father mm-hmm. and having a wife who's a mother mm-hmm. what would you say the difference between a father and a mother is if there's any difference at all um I don't think there's there's a clear cut difference. Um, the tr- the traditional viewpoint is the mother nurtures and the father disciplines. Um, that's the traditional viewpoint, for the most part in African households, anyways. Um, so whenever a child is spoiled, 
they kind of just blame it on the mum. Well, it depends on the gender as well. Dad's spoiled mum and daughters. I view I view it as the roles of nurturing will tend to be complementary. So where the dad might be spoiling the child, the mum would be more strict. But where the mum is like mild, the dad would be strict um, or stricter. Mm. Um, and so I, I view them as complementary in the sense of one person will pick up and the other person lacks and vice versa. And so in that there's a more rounded manner in which they raise the child. So like Peter has stated that whenever they have children, he envisions himself being the um, the softer one. He wishes. Unless, unless it's a boy where it's just like do push-ups every day. <laughs> um, and Anita being a stricter one. I see in my relationship with Leia and Jamelia where uh, Jamelia is a lot more invested in cognitive development and like more intention about weaving learning into play and stuff like that so it's like to be playing oh what color is this if you mix this play-doh with this play-doh what color are you going to get what shape is that what sound does that make but it's all in play mm. and i'm just more so i'm a lot more mindful of just giving her time to just be where it's like you don't have to do anything you can just sit we can read a story like I'm not trying to teach you anything. I'm not trying to get any new concept into your head. I'm just trying to give you this space and this time to just be, to just do whatever you want to do. And I tend to do that more so than Jamelia. And I realise that there's a gap on my side because I don't actively help over ABCs and one, two, threes and stuff in their colours. Jamelia does that a lot. But because Jamelia does that a lot, Jamelia's continually playing with her whilst I'm just spending time with her without playing. Yeah, and so we kind of see that there's, and that's why I'm like, there's that complementary side, where it's like I know that she's going to be getting that educational side, and I'm just more focused on her as an individual. Um, but I'm still trying to learn from Jamila in that regard, and just be like, no, like I still need to play with her, and I still need to install different things within her that I view are important. Um, so yeah, I, I, I personally feel like it's, it's complementary in that regard rather than specific roles. It's just gonna it's very much gonna be based on dispositions, backgrounds and stuff like that. I'm very much against like and this this is what I'm saying, it's like ideal situations. I'm very much against children um growing up early. And so whenever there's a child who's had to take more of a responsibility over siblings and stuff like that, I d I'm not a fan of it. Mm. Uh, I'm just like you you haven't enjoyed your childhood from young you've held a weight of responsibility that shouldn't be yours um but i recognize that life is not perfect and so ideal situations don't often like appear and so it makes me think about how can we um so like in single parent households unfortunately the children have to pick up more responsibility as a default because whichever parent is still on the scene is having to like work harder, do things like all the burden of the practicalities of the families on their shoulders, which means the interpersonal stuff might not necessarily all be covered by the parent, which then means that the, sib the children are having to rely on each other. And if it's a, if it's a single child, then I'm sorry, it's peak. <laughs> Do you feel like if you are a single parent that it's important to get someone of the other sex in on the scene so that the child can have a bit more of a rounded Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um we are living in a society where it is bizarre, but we tend to have like families which are just predominantly female, where they don't have any real male presence. Um, where it's like grandma, granddad's not there then mum, dad's not there. And then it's just, so even as we hand things up, it's not there. And like friends and stuff aren't necessarily consistent. Uncles and stuff aren't really about um, due to whatever reasons. And so the consistent face they're seeing is females. And I do feel, and it, it could be the same on the male side, um, but I see more examples of it from the female side. I do feel that if children grow up where there isn't a presence of both genders 
um, it affects their ability to be able to rightly relate and rightly engage with the other. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just like, loose example, growing up in a boys' school, when you see girls, you're spazzing out. Because all your second, like your schooling years have been isolated in that one gender school. Mm. So when you when you're finally exposed, you don't know how to act, and then you're you're then having to figure out what is appropriate, what is inappropriate, blah blah blah, this and that, and like your mind is just away, and it's not just a boy thing. Girl, girls in all girls school do the same things, um, and when you grow up, just seeing your mum fending just seeing your mom just providing and stuff like that you almost then see it as it could go all the way to men are trash independent woman i don't need no man or it could be i need a man that does everything because i've seen my mom struggle and i don't want to do that mm. and so two extremes uh, or if it's like a guy he just sees his dad it's like oh like i don't need women leading into different relationships leading into like using women more so than anything else so yeah um yeah i'm just it's not ideal and unfortunately the world we live in is fallen and it's broken and yeah so do, you, do yeah. you think you think there's more responsibility of you for on, on you to like step up and be a father figure to those around you Yes and no. Um, I, I see it as the most important thing for humans in general is community, um, which I struggle with because I'm, I'm introverted and I, I like my own space and I like just being by myself. But I have, the more I read the Bible, the more that I engage with people, the more that I spend time with God, the more that I am convinced that we are made for community. We're made to be in proximity with one another. First and foremost with God, and then secondarily with, with each other, and then with the wider world in terms of creating things and like buildings and art and architecture and like nature and stuff like that. Um, and I say that to say, in me living in community, I am not necessarily fathering those around me by having invested interest in them. Okay. Not from selfish gain, but rather just wanting to see them become the fullness of who they are meant to be, living a life that they're meant to live. Um, and that may look not the way that I think it should look. And so I'm not trying to impose my perceptions of, of them onto them, but I'm trying to live in a way that helps them move towards where they're meant to be. Yeah. Um, and that, and in this day and age, that may be called fathering or maybe called mothering, but I see it as part and parcel of living in community, where God is like, um, in the Old Testament, God was talking about if you see your enemy's ox on the way, and your enemy's not there, you still need to take that ox, take it into your house, feed it and stuff, and when you see your enemy, give it back to them. And it's like right now, people will be like, "Bond that." Not even now. Back then, people would be like, why? That's my enemy. Why am I going to care about anything about him? Mm. But it's like, yo, like, even if it's someone you dislike, you're still to be interested in their well-being and the well-being of things that pertain to them. So I just see it as living communally, living in a way that is community-based, um, where we're actually invested in each other's lives and hoping that each other can go forward in the, in the right way. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I would say. Okay. How about yourself? Do you feel, even though like you're not married or anything like that, do you feel as though you fathered people? Like being a worship leader and stuff and having spent time, do you feel like you fathered them into their roles or like you, how would you describe that? I don't think I'd say I've, I fathered them. I think, Wait, father too. Just anyone? Anyone. No. I feel like even with, like, the younger kids within the congregation, mm. it's more of, like, a of like a sibling relationship. Mm. Because, and I think that that's just more down to the kind of nature that I am. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm the kind of guy who will be, like, on the floor wrestling with you sort of mm. thing. 
Um, so the dynamic is quite different. Mm-hmm. And I guess I do that just because I find it's easier to relate to them when I come down to their level. Yeah. As opposed to trying to be like an authoritative figure mm. above them. Um, because obviously they've got their parents for them. Yeah. They've got, you know, aunties and uncles who do that anyway. Um, so they they see me like once a weekend. So mm. let's just, you know, play, have fun. Put you in a, in a, <laughs> the Boston crap. <laughs> <laughs> Sharp shooter. <laughs> have some fun. But yeah, do you do you, do you make Mother's Day like a big thing at home? So like, do you make sure Leia does something for Jamelia? Um, mm, I would like to say yes, but the answer is no. The answer is no. <laughs> um, and it, it's not simply it's not from a perspective of like uh, bun Mother's Day or anything like that. But it's like it it comes back to the notion of like I actively just remind and tell Jamelia of just how much of a good parent she is and how much I am learning from her as a father. Um, so we have conversations and stuff like that. And and sometimes I'll just look at them to interact and I'll just be like, you're actually a really good, great mom. And so that for me is just part and parcel of communication and like words of affirmation and stuff like that. Um, affirming her as in, in her different roles. Um, so I don't particularly make much of a deal of it, but I know that it ho- it has relevance to her, as in Jamelia. And so I'm learning to place an emphasis on it. Mm. Uh, and Leia, I, I truly, I think all kids just love gifts. I think like as a generality, kids are, just like gifts, gift giving is one of their love languages. Just ah, uh, there's a new gift, whatever. Um, but she loves giving gifts. Not so much receiving it, but there's so much joy in her oozing through her and stuff when she gives gifts. And so whenever there's a birthday party, like um, our uncle had a birthday a little while ago. And she took one of her own books and said, I'm going to wrap it and give it to him just so I have something to give to him. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Um, so she just loves giving people gifts and making them feel special in that way. So I know that for her to be able to come home and give her mom something and say happy Mother's Day is going to mean so much to her as well. Mm. And so, and it, it goes to say, if I'm getting something for Leia, I might as well get something for me to give. So it's like, baby said... Ha- um, Leia saying Happy Mother's Day. I'm saying Happy Mother's Day. Here are your presents. Um, so yeah, I'm learning to place an emphasis on it, not based on my disposition, but the disposition of those receiving it. Do you wish your mom Happy Mother's Day? Yeah, um, and I was actually reflecting on that today, where I was like, we make more within my family. We make more of a we make more noise over the Mother's Day than we do over Father's Day. And I'm like, that's it's kind of bad. I mean, that's just in general. I think that's just like human life in general. I'm, I'm like, that's that's bad because it's. Are we saying that your role is less than hers, or like what are we saying? Um, like there was a gift, there's flowers, there's a card. Father's Day, you get a text. Be Father's Day, Dad. Hands up, <laughs> like thumbs up. It's just like. Yeah, I know well, that I'm not everyone does that. Some I'm people buy their father's gifts yeah, and stuff. I've been thinking about that. I feel like the reason Mother's Day is so much more celebrated is because women make more of an effort to celebrate it. Mm. So, like, yeah, so, like, women are, like, very good at championing other women. Mm. Um, mm. Just because that. just because they know, like, the, the, like, the, the struggles of, of, mm. of being a woman and they'll be... Um, especially in, in like in like the black community, there'll be a lot of, of like single parenting. Yeah. And you, so you so, so you're either a single mother or you've been raised by a single mother. Yeah. So like you've seen how hard it is for a woman to go through that. Mm. So like having a chance to say to, to like celebrate and, and like uplift someone. Um, I think women always jump at the chance to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Same way on like on, on, on stuff like Valentine's Day. If like you got like single girls, they they will all get together 
and try and make each other feel better about Swear. themselves. Yeah. Raw. That's what girls do. Raw. <laughs> Man them. PS4, whatever. Mm. Well, guys can't get together on Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm talking about. So, like, we're... As, as soon as you as soon as you raise it up, people start questioning you like <laughs> why? And then and, and like I guess that come it, it comes down to the way women nurture. Because because mm. I, I do think guys nurture as well, mm-hmm. but they do it in a different way. Yeah. And yeah, and, and like I think just in just just in general, guys are I don't know, I'm gonna say that we're more solitary. Mm. Yeah. In that I feel like women are more communal than than guys are. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So like yeah, so like I think that it's 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 easier for like, for like women to come together to like uplift women. And I feel like if Father's Day was to be more celebrated, mm-hmm. it will be because women have decided okay, it's time to, <laughs> to, to celebrate men. Um yeah. I don't think us as men do you, are very good at Uplifting each other in, yeah. in the same kind of way. Mm. I do. I do. Fi- I do find that um, most of the Happy Father's Day messages that I see on social media and stuff come from females. Yeah, which is interesting. Thinking about it now is interesting. Um, and and again, I, I think that comes down to like women be more expressive. Mm. And yeah, I think I think I think your generalizations aren't <laughs> entirely helpful. But um, I do see what where you come from. <laughs> <laughs> where like guys don't get together. I'm like, mm. as as a mass populace, I can kind of understand. But I, I, but like pockets of of guys coming together is coming to my mind. Where it's just like guys might have like um, we're gonna meet like once every month to just play games or do whatever. Um, but that's almost a unique cases where. I know girls who just be like, oh, just let's just meet up. Like, there's no real agenda or anything. Let's just meet up. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, let's just let's just do lunch. Yeah. But I'm I'm trying to yeah yeah I think yeah I'm just learning that generalizations can sometimes get you in trouble, even though they might be true. No, no. In this case, I think yeah, guys aren't very good at at bonding unless there's a reason mm-hmm. for doing it. Mm-hmm. Even if that reason is, oh, we're not good at bonding, so let's. <laughs> Let's get yeah. together <laughs> and do stuff. Guys are from my experience. Guys are good. Oh yeah, yeah. No, let's 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 do something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Nothing happens. Yeah. So, do you wish that for you personally? Do you wish that there was more effort made on Father's Day for you? Would you feel like enough of it? In, enough of my church? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think one thing that um, irks me is that when it when it's Mother's Day, there's emphasis. There's effort. There's a lot that kind of goes into it. When it's Father's Day, this will do. Let's just give them a mug with world's greatest dad on it. Um, I do like a good mug, to be honest. <laughs> but you know, I've I've seen a church that on Mother's Day they gave the mummies, the mums, dummies. I was just like, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Some of these are big women, you know. Um, yeah. And what's the meaning behind the dummies? Oh. I don't know. I'm curious. <laughs> um, the only thing that I could think about was put this in your mouth and stop complaining. <laughs> which, could, which could be taken in so many different ways. But, um, yeah. I just, it was almost like pacifying them. Like, mm. and obviously it was, it was meant to be in like humor and stuff like that. But I'm just like, mm, is that really helpful? Is that really like building them up, especially from a church? Yeah. Um, yeah, like Father's Day just... W- my, my church went without a mention both years that I was there um, I raised it up I was like why don't we do anything it was just like oh just don't do it like Mother's Day is on the calendar Father's Day is not do you feel like part of the reason is because like men in church and how can I put this men in church and men in in households can be more passive than their female count- counterparts? I believe so. I, I know that in my relationship, in like the household relationship, I'm bi- I am a bit more passive. Um, yeah, but there's, there's certain things I'm just like, no, nah, it's not going to run. Um, 
Yeah. I'm just thinking to like even like when you look at even like movies and stuff, you mm. always see like the dad in front of the TV or like reading the newspaper mm. and, and it'll be like the mother who's actually like interacting, interacting with the children. So that gives the kids more reason to celebrate the mother because the mother spends more time. Me, yeah. yeah, I think I, c- I can see that narrative. But I do really want to push back on it just simply from the fact of like in this society where there are so many broken narratives in terms of family units, to have a dad in your life is more and more so becoming a luxury. Mm. To have... Even, like to have an active father, that definitely is a luxury. But to have a father in, in your life is becoming more and more sort of a luxury. And it's like, you have a dad, but you're not celebrating him. And it's almost like little acts of appreciation can go a long way in showing him that Yo, like, we might not have as much interaction, we might not have as much conversation and stuff, but I just, I pre- I want you to know that I appreciate you being about. But then what if that lack of interaction is the reason why you don't appreciate, you, you don't feel appreciative enough to make that gesture known to him? And th- that's a fair point. I'm just like, you still need to recognise that. So, having, having a present dad who's absent is almost worse than having an absent dad. Because mm. it's almost like there's that hope, but that hope isn't being fulfilled. Um, but having a present dad is something that ought to be celebrated. And you can, if you have a present dad who isn't present, it could almost serve as a reminder to just be like, yo, like, I don't know, I don't know, but I, I just feel like letting it slide only adds to the narrative. The narrative. Yeah. But then it's almost saying it's the children's um, responsibility to prod their dad to engage, which it isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, the dad should like, well, you you created a life in it. You yeah. should engage. I guess like for a lot of fathers, they don't know how to be dads. Mm. Does that make sense? So they 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 want to good at like being provider and thing. Blah blah. When it comes to spending time nurturing, mm. that's not something that we are taught how to do, and it's something that we have to kind of learn as we go along. Yeah, because like with with girls, they're given like baby dolls from early. So having mm. ha- having that kind of thing with kids is something that they they like do from from like when they're young, and like even when there's when there's like a baby about. Girls will always go straight to the baby. Mm-hmm. Guys, not so much. I'll go straight to the baby because <laughs> I love a good baby to hold. Um, um, yeah, I think like I guess um, that there, 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 there just needs to be a switch in like train of thought mm. for guys to know that it's okay to <laughs> it's okay to be nurturing or like to to to, to be more involved. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a mystery. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, we can't. We won't necessarily be able to just like flick a switch and things just tick over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do. It's all exactly like Valentine's Day, Easter Day, um, Easter Sunday, Easter Friday. Um, Christmas Day, all these other special holidays where people argue, we don't, I don't need Valentine's Day to show my wife that I love her, or my husband that I love her. And I'm just like, yeah, but you don't need a birthday to know that you're getting older, do you? <laughs> <laughs> like, obviously, this is the day that I was born, so it has relevance. But it's a day that we celebrate you and we celebrate what's gone before and we always look forward to what's coming next Mm. and I could easily say to you I'm not coming to your birthday I'm not buying you gifts because I spend money on you every other week and I'm always telling you that I'm thankful for you being in my life so I'm not coming to your birthday (laughs) that's 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 kind of the same argument and so I'm, I'm like 
yes, we don't need to celebrate these quote unquote special days. But it's like it doesn't it isn't detrimental. Yeah. It isn't detrimental and it, it allows us even for twenty four hours the opportunity to be intentional about that emphasis. So a mother's day being intentional about showing our mothers just how much they mean to us. Um, on Father's Day doing the same for our fathers, on Valentine's Day doing the same for the people we love, on Christmas Day being intentional about showing Jesus, being like meditating and just pondering on Jesus. I know that the religious stuff is a lot more commercialized now, but it's cool. Let the non-Christians celebrate however they want to. It's like, but you as a Christian, you going on social media saying Christ is the reason for the season doesn't do as much. I don't believe it does as much as it would do if you actually live that day as though like it's all because of Christ. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm just like, we can argue that these things are pointless or we can actually make the most of them mm. and place an emphasis on the real reason or that what that day seeks to place an emphasis on if it's something that um, honours God and honours man. Mm. Oh, that'd be a nice place to round up. Mm. Um, what do I, I want to say? Just shout out to all the mothers and the women. For real. To the, to the, to the mother mothers, to mothers who have lost babies, mm-hmm. um, to the mothers who are raising other people's babies. Yeah. Um yeah you're all great and thank you for the work that you do because yeah you pretty much helped us become the people that we are today mm. so shout out to you guys blah 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 <laughs> anyway hookups um uh, i told this is how you know that i haven't done this in a minute i totally forgot about hookups. all right so my hookup this week is a book i'm listening to as an audio book it is called leading by Alex Ferguson. Um, yeah, so I, I've, I've just been on very much on a getting better leadership. So I've just been reading um, this. Uh, oh, I, I've been listening to this um, audio book by Alex Ferguson, just talking about how he developed his leadership style um, over the, over um, over his tenure as Manchester United manager, and how like he learned all the things that he needed to to help them become the biggest team in the world. And it's been really me. good so far. I would definitely recommend it as as an audio book or as a book book. Yeah, I think you'll. Even though like he's he's like a football manager, there are so many like relatable things that I can definitely see myself using going forward. So yeah, I would definitely recommend that. Leading by Sir Alex Ferguson, greatest Manchester United manager of all time, probably the greatest manager of all time. You done with the done Such a biased statement, Moses. Since we're on the notion of leadership, I would drop a guy that I really enjoy his stuff. Um, a guy called Simon Sinek. Um, yeah, his his stuff is very much just about like who is he? So he is um, a guy okay. who does a lot of talks around um, leadership and styles of leadership and just qualities of the leadership and stuff. Um, like hammering on um, the differences between managers and leaders. Mm. Um, Managers are managing resources while leaders are leading people who are then managing the resources. So it's like kind of different nuances and stuff like that. Um, And almost like managers being people who have done the job and climb up the ranks and is like more than qualified to do the job and now you're just overseeing other people less qualified than you doing the job. And so you're trying to manage them to do the job as efficiently as possible, whilst a leader is more so, you're not as concerned about the tasks itself, more so leading the people to become more fuller people within themselves and within their roles. Mm. Um, And like just eliciting different qualities and stuff like that um, within it. And I I found it really, really good. It's very much a relational sort of, stuff um leadership style that he he espouses and i I, fi- I find that really influencing my style of leadership and just the way that i approach and think about leadership and the way that i want to lead people um so yeah simon cynic 
I shall. He's got like a whole bunch of different videos on YouTube. So if you literally just type him in. Um, so I think mine will just literally be his name and just be like, go on YouTube and just have your feel. Excellent. Um, one shout out from me quickly. So one of our long time listeners, Jay, aka the introvert, she has a friend who is having a a gaming day on, on the 18th of May. It's a Saturday in Elin. Um, so there will be two competitions. One is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and one is FIFA 19. Um, she asked me if I wanted to join. I said, I haven't played these games in ages. But I said, if you want to play a Pokemon, let me know. And she laughed at me. I was like, all right. <laughs> My feelings are hurt. But yeah, um, I will post, I'll post the sign up in the link. So if you are good at any games. Um, first place, is a hundred pound Amazon voucher, second place of way pound Amazon voucher. Um early bird entry is nine pounds per entry and all proceeds are going to charity. Nice. So yeah. If you're a gamer, come down, I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. I won't be there because I'm a I'm a sore loser. <laughs> but I guess that's everything. I think Peter should be back next week. So we can finally have a full furnace. Fam, this year's been very hard for us all to be you know, so it's like, and it's just going to get worse. I can feel it. Anyway, hopefully it doesn't get worse. Be praying for us, guys. Um, you can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash the Blacks and Furnace. No apostrophe. On all good podcasts and websites, the Blacks and Furnace with an apostrophe, including Spotify and iTunes. Um, shout out to Rude for the intro, outro music, Calvin Turner for the ordinary, amazing logo. You can find us at Twitter at the Furnace UK. Email us at tbsfurnace or hotmail.com. I think that is everything. Do you have anything else, Dadmo? Ah. Cool. This is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blow. Hadouken. Hadouken.